everyone, Austin here, dropping by to let you know that we will be in Atlanta, Georgia this weekend for Anime Week in Atlanta from October 31st until November 3rd. We have a whole bunch of panels that we're doing on both Saturday and Sunday, and you can find our full convention schedule over on our website at thirdimpactanime.com. We hope to see some of you there, but if you can't make it, we hope you have a happy Halloween! Welcome to Third Impact Anime. Today we are here to talk about the summer season of 2019. We finished up some samples and we are here as the team that is actually done with stuff, although maybe not quite entirely. Um, I have here with me Edwin. Yo. And Tori. Howdy. And I'm Sarah. And yeah, so guys, what have you guys been into lately? Playing spooky games for Halloween. Ooh, like and, what? Which games? Um, Dead Space and Deadly Premonition. Dead Space. And this is really good. Right now, I don't want to play spooky games, so I'm just listening to KKB. What's KKB? Caro Caro Bonito. Um, uh, well, add one if you're done. Um, I've just yeah, been I'm watching. Done. <laughs> I'm gonna talk over <laughs> you anyway, even if you're not. Wow. <laughs> I gotta keep up my um rude aloof character trope here um so i've been just marathoning spooky movies basically i rewatched uh candyman and i forgot how stressful that movie is it's really good though um and i binge watched a trilogy of movies um called hell house llc and it basically is a found footage type of movie, and I usually hate those, but this one is really good. Um, it's about a group of, I, I don't know if they're college age or more like into their adult years, but they open a haunted house attraction within like this old abandoned hotel. Um, and the movie was actually shot in a real haunted house attraction, and it's pretty mm. cool, pretty spooky. Um, it gets real crazy and wild by the third movie, but um, they're really good and a lot of fun, so. Hmm. LLC as in like like a company? Yes. Like it's just what? <laughs> yes, that is the title of the movie. That's a Hell bad House movie title. LLC. LLC. Huh. Yeah. Man, they were lazy with that title. <laughs> well, they're not lazy with the movie, so that that's good. That's good, yeah. Does that cover everything already? Well yes. no, what have you been watching <laughs> and reading and um, or doing? <laughs> oh gosh. Uh working a lot. Um That also, doesn't count. I know, I know. <laughs> Um, tis the season. I have been watching and rewatching stuff like um, Train to Busan and that's a good one. Mm-hmm. The original Evil Dead, which is 
It's a movie. Um, it's indeed a movie. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it in terms of horror stuff. I finished up Kimetsu no Yaiba and need to check out the dub because apparently that's pretty decent. That's pretty much it. Mm. I've been too busy to do much, guys. Mm. Um, well, well. <laughs> I know, so it goes. Getting that paycheck. <laughs> Getting that bread, as the kids say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or it can be like me and sacrifice sleep. Uh, that's... Who... Oh, wait! That's the other thing. I finally beat Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, <laughs> a solid eight months later. <gasps> oh, it's okay. It's better late you than want, never. You aren't missing much? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just in time for that DLC. You know? It's fine. Mm. Yeah. Let's just get into summer shows then. First up, Edwin, you wanted to talk about the dumbbell one. Oh man, I'm so sad that it's finally over. I'm definitely yeah, I'm definitely gonna miss my weekly dose of Saito Chesto. <laughs> um, Machia was definitely like the all star of the show. Him and along with the girls. Uh, that show just has everything. It's funny. It gives real lift fitness advice and has charismatic characters. Like, everything you need to make a good slice of life show. Mm-hmm. I think you said it before, but they actually legitimately teach you how to properly exercise, right? Of course. Look, this show encourages weebs to go out and improve themselves. <laughs> Look at it that way. <laughs> if that show made me go out to the gym almost every day, there, I'm sure there's countless other weebs out there who are doing the exact same thing as I am. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong um no i like when shows do stuff like that though um i haven't watched it yet but dr stone apparently teaches you real science like like you could recreate the experiments and stuff they do apparently if you have the um access to the materials um there's a lot of cooking anime that will show you how to make the recipes and stuff they mm-hmm. made in the show so that's always really cool it's like a interesting interactive like go along with the show type element yeah i have no complaints about a show that basically it took a premise like exercising and made it so awesome mm-hmm. um there's so, another yeah there's another show that's kind of similar to it in a way where it's kind of boring premise for me which is the currently airing hokago psycho club which is the after school dice club anime Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's about uh, board games, and usually I'm not the type of person to get into board games, but after watching the first three episodes so far, I definitely want to pick up every single game they've shown off so far. Mm -hmm. And I think I saw somebody say that everything that they feature in that show is a real board game, right? It is. That's cool. Oh, that's lit. Is it like... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Is it like essentially kind of just a little like each episode is a different board game that they just kind of learn to play? So far, that's how it is, and that's what I'm guessing 
that it's going to be in future episodes. Mm-hmm. But it's similar to uh, the dumbbell anime, where each episode was a different exercise. And at the end of the episodes, they would show you how to do it, and you would have to do it along with the characters. Did Okay, so did would you say that the dumbbell anime ultimately like lived up to your initial expectations overall? I have really high expectations, mostly because of the studio who worked on it was the yeah. same one who did Yudu Yudi and oh, uh, Nozaki Kun. That's a good show. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, those are both good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love those two shows, so I was like, they're going to hit another home run with this show, which they did. Good. Is it, so, in terms of the plot of the show, is it really just kind of literal slice of life, or are there, like, character relationships that kind of... It, go somewhere not really it's literally a slice <laughs> of life where they just exercise nice. but at the very end of the series you do see the main character uh she steps onto a scale and she jumps off really happy it's so adorable Aww. that's good so did she did she even actually get fit or was it more about her like i'm happy with myself if i'm constantly work like striving to be better type of thing um i would say the latter um you mm-hmm. definitely see that she actually has fun going to the gym. And That's I, good. Yeah, I have a very similar sentiment with that where if you do something enough times and if you do it with friends and if you find a mm-hmm. way to make it entertaining, then it then it works out in the end. And that's how it was for the main character. Yeah, and I think, I think too, I really do want to check the show out because I've seen a lot of people, not just you, like, oh, this turned out to be way better than I expected given the first couple episodes. Um, but I think if we had more shows like that, that kind of, that sounds bad, like normalize taking care of yourself and like making it into a fun thing. Like that sounds so bad, I know. I but think like... this is a ploy by the Japanese government to make weeks go out. <laughs> Kind of like Darling in the Franks was a ploy to have babies, right? Yeah. They're yeah. hand in hand. <laughs> but yeah, like those those things in a healthy way should be fun. So it's like good to see that because of that show, you went out and did something and like made something that most people are like, this is not fun. I hate it into something fun. So yeah, it's like different people can get motivation from different areas. So it's nice to have that venue to maybe inspire people to go try new shit. Man, I just need mm-hmm. cute girls doing cute things in anime. That's all it really takes. Right. Valid. <laughs> exactly. The biggest motivator. You mean that, like, ripped uh, one guy with the, like, bishy face isn't what gets you going to the gym, Edwin? <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. Put some respect on Machio's name. <laughs> <laughs> they need to start hanging posters of him in Planet Fitness, and then maybe, like, people would get good. Maybe I will. (laughs) Don't give me that idea. Uh, Carry a photo of him in your wallet like your child. (laughs) I mean, I already carry a photo of Ultraman in my wallet, so... Oh, boy. What's what's one more? Close enough, yeah. (sighs) We'll unpack that later. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So, um... Yeah. I mean, anything else about dumbbells? I want a season two... And yeah. I want it ASAP. I might just go out to and read the manga. I guess we should probably ask this uh, for everything we've talked about, because I think we did it last time around. Would you recommend this uh, to somebody else? It sounds like yes, but... Let me think about it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> and is it done airing? It's done airing, unfortunately. Okay. I mean, All right. I think everything we're talk- 
most of everything we're talking about is done airing. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Next up on the agenda is something I must address before we get into, like, stuff that I had talked previously of or Tori, and that is Ensemble Stars. Um, if you missed the other group's podcast recently, Tobias thought that he was free from Ensemble Stars hell, and he was, in fact, not. Um <laughs> That thing's going for another 12 episodes, baby. We need to make that um, man suffer. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and as a fan, as someone who's a huge fan of the game and the story in the game and the art in the game, the anime is definitely lacking in a lot of areas for me. Um, I'm just throwing my opinion out there really fast. Um, it's... <laughs> Like, it's really cute. It is. Actually, I find the dub to be freaking hilarious because they kind of take it and they look at this ridiculous content of this show about um, idol contests being talked about in a way that they're like war or something. God. And <laughs> they just turn it. They're like, there's no way we can make this as serious as it is supposed to be. So we're going to make this a comedy show now. It's a comedy show. Let's roll. <laughs> Um, so the dub's actually pretty, um, interesting sometimes. Uh, of course, fans of the game and the original voice actors aren't, like, are pretty nitpicky about casting and things like that that don't ultimately matter that much. It's like, as long as people are having fun with the role and embodying the character, who cares? Um, but On Stars as a show is doing this weird jumpy thing where it's incorporating stories from the game that were originally just tied to like certain events or certain um like prequel kind of events and tying them into the main story that was written way before any of those event stories were written so when you mash all of that together logically it just doesn't work very well and they're doing it in a way to kind of show, here's this thing happening because this thing happened in the past, but then it's like, okay, but why are we jumping all over the place? Why yeah. not just show it linearly? Or like, certain things are just ultimately written better than the main story that was written first, and that's very just basic one note, here we go. That really doesn't work whenever they do that, whenever they don't maintain that consistency in the writing. Yeah, so it has its moments that are interesting, and definitely the performances are really good, usually, overall. And yeah, but I definitely agree with Tobias that I struggle to recommend it to anybody who's not, like, a fan of the game, or, like, really likes idle things and wants something new to watch, um, which is a little unfortunate, because... It just doesn't uh, have that wide appeal that other shows do within the same yeah. genre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely... Think... Oh, go. No, you finish your thought and then I'll... Oh, well, definitely there are idol shows that I would recommend to, like, literally anybody. I would say Idolist 7. Go watch it right now. Go. Because, <laughs> um, like, outside of being an idol show, it's also just a really good, like, show to watch visually and also the story has decent conflict and decent character development and interaction to like make it interesting to watch even if you do not care about idols one iota um but tori what were you gonna say um is on stars i guess more of a 
niche idol thing because I don't know much about it more than like what I've heard you talk about it mm-hmm. um so I'm guessing maybe what the issue is with a lot of other things like take like Love Live or Bandori mm-hmm. um or even like Idolmaster like I feel like you don't really have to play those games to be able to sit down and watch the show equivalent of them because they kind of start from the beginning so I guess in a roundabout way I'm asking like what makes like on star so different like why can't you just like does that make sense yeah i mean it's sort of like just the way the story is split up it's done in a way where the main story is kind of its own little thing and then mm-hmm. there's all of these side stories that tie into it and you can just kind of read the stories you want to read or gotcha like play the events you want to play because you're interested in what that story is going to be so it's kind of like fate grand order in the sense that like the newest season of the anime adapts like chapter seven or eight of the game and there's no way in hell you could recommend anybody just sitting down and watching that (laughs) god i don't know i haven't seen it yet but yeah pretty much like Uh. Yeah, yeah, and well, and the anime like tries to take the most relevant side stories and like blend them in there, and it just oh. doesn't, it just doesn't work out, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Ultimately, it seems like it's a mm-hmm. uh, glorified uh, commercial for the game. Yeah, um, especially because they're getting an actual like rhythm game soon, like in the next couple mm-hmm. of months. So that was the yeah, big, I did hear that's about like, that. yeah, that's like why it ended up happening was to ultimately promote the franchise a whole bunch before the rhythm game, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like ensemble stars music is great. And the rhythm game looks pretty good question mark. So we'll find <laughs> How out. Can they mess it up. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, Fingers crossed. So that's ultimately my opinion on ensemble stars. I think, the best like takeaway I have from it was uh, something that I literally said somewhere in a chat in our private discord for third impact and it was like the director couldn't like frame a shot or frame his way out of a paper bag with a shot <laughs> like there's no there's no <laughs> rhyme or reason to the way anything's lined up like it just doesn't look pretty, which is really sad because the art in the game is so pretty and oh, like yeah. so well composed. But yeah, it's really sad. Um, but that's ultimately my opinion on On Stars. I do still love it. I am still watching it. I have actually like cried at one point during it, so it does affect me. It's just like critically speaking, it mm-hmm. ain't great. <laughs> um. Just as long as it's making you cry because of how bad it is. Ooh, uh, sometimes, <laughs> but not literally. <laughs> oof. Big oof. That's oh, rough. Yeah. Listen, we all can't get the pretty, pretty shots of Fire Force. That's where all the good David Pro people live. <laughs> we don't talk about that show what on a shame. this podcast. <laughs> Fire Force, you mean Premier? Yeah, yeah, from here. Let's talk about that one instead. Let's talk about that one instead. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Himbo Central.
next on the list is the mom anime, uh, aka <laughs> Do You Love Your Mom and Her Two Hit Multi Target Attacks. I'll let y'all uh, take that. <laughs> well, I don't so, want to. <laughs> here, I'll, I'll start. Uh, I talked about it in the Team A original one for this season, and I did not finish it, even though apparently Edwin has. Yeah, yes, I just had to watch it for the Ara Ara from Mamako. <laughs> She's yeah, that's really nice. Uh, but yeah, so so I didn't finish it. Um, I kind of hit the end of the mini arc in like episode eight, and I was like, "It's time to start a new arc. Do I want to do that, or do I want <laughs> to do literally anything else?" And then I made my decision. Oh yeah. Um, what a wise decision. But, uh, Thank you. You want to you want to tell me how that it, yeah. how did, did I? You took one for the team, Edward. So you <laughs> you tell us because I was interested in watching this because it seemed really funny and like the premise was really funny to me. But then people Same. kept talking about the like weird stuff that was happening, and I'm like, oh, that's not my territory. I'm it, good. Was, it was very <laughs> very dark territory. Do what, Edwin? It was a very dark and scary place. Mm, yeah, sounds <laughs> like it. Okay, go on. You tell us all about it. Alright, um, Sarah, so you left off right before the um, the anti-mom brigade. Ooh, yes. Yeah, I left off right when his they mom got has the haters? in their party. Wait, say that again? I said his mom has haters? <gasps> yeah. I oh no. Like okay, oh no. <laughs> Alright, so ultimately the show ends with this character ca called Alamante, and she's the uh, first main villain that they encounter. She's the mm -hmm. leader of this anti-mom brigade. And yeah, Mamako does have some haters, but Mamako... <laughs> man, Mamako's got more fans than BTS, I'll tell you that much. Oh no. <laughs> Jimin is quaking. Armies. <laughs> <laughs> Which stands will win? Oh god, okay. Okay, basically, uh, there's this group that hates uh, Mamako because she's like the ultimate perfect mom, according to the show. But it turns out that they were being manipulated by this one character who definitely wants to get rid of all the moms in the world. She basically wants to double Thanos them. Ooh. And she sees that Mamako's like an obstacle to her uh, end goal, so she wants to get rid of her. So there's this tower, and at the very top of the tower, uh, basically, if you get to the top, you can make any wish. And she was gonna get there and wish that Mamako and all the other moms were uh, deleted from this world. So it's like Madoka oh. with the witches, but not as good. Yeah. Okay. And they're just kicked out of a game instead of like <laughs> the entire universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. The only other thing I was going to say was, um, it did have some, the show itself did have some nice gags every now and then, mm -hmm. but my main problem with the show was actually Mamako herself. Mm. Uh, she felt too much of a Mary Sue character, and there was basically no character development for her throughout the entire series. She's basically the same day one throughout the entire show. Uh, Masato, mm. the, the main character, he's like... Why do you get to do everything? So he acknowledges that she's a Mary Sue, but she never really changes personality-wise. She's always the same goofy, goofy mom, and that's 
I, I wish the show did a little bit more than that. Like a little bit more where she recognizes her own flaws with she's not connecting as well with her son as she could have. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing was with the other moms. Do you recall the? Um, I believe it was Wise and Medi's mom. How they basically were abusing their children, and the show. Yeah, yeah, that's sh- oh, that that's, sucks. It was like yeah, and both times it was like oh sorry, mind control. But then it's like mm. from what you've said, they were doing pretty much the same thing their entire lives up until that point. So you can't really just kind of magic that away. And another thing is, well, here in the West, we can't really notice, but in Japan, there's more of a of a theme where you're supposed to be obedient to your mother, no matter mm-hmm. how she treats you. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of aspect from the show really disconnects with Western viewers. Yeah, yeah. it's very much like... Um, oh, I'm just doing what's best for you. And then it's like, you're sitting there verbally abusing and slapping your daughter right now. What if you didn't do that? that, Maybe, question mark. (laughs) "Mm." And then it's just this ultimate question of like, oh, well, no matter what, you should love and accept your mom and like be able to forgive them if they're like not the best mom ever because not everyone can be like Mamako and be the perfect mom. Which Mm -hmm. like... I guess on a surface level that's nice, but when your mom sucks, you shouldn't be obligated to like hang around that. You yes, know, absolutely. But, that, but that's more like, of a Western thing. Uh, we can't really connect with those characters the same way like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just not. Yeah. Ultimately, it's not worth a watch for anyone, unless mm-hmm. you're super big into isekais. Yeah, the character designs were really, really cute, which was part of my initial draw to the series. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the oh. jokes are actually super hilarious, but like the bomb that was crying. Oh get to no! That. <laughs> so Didn't there was you say a bomb. She, like, okay, go she ahead. She soothes. So there's like a bomb that's about to detonate, and uh, uh, Mamako, what she does is she literally soothes the bomb because it's literally crying like a baby. Oh no, we all need that at one point <laughs> in our lives, I feel. I could have used that, like, today at work. <laughs> I mean, that oh. little gag I did like because the the bomb, you know how it, basically it's like comparing children to bombs? Well, yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah, when they're about to have a tantrum and whatnot. Yes, and I work with Metaphors. a lot of kids, and it's funny because, Ooh. like, the littlest thing can, like set them off but the littlest thing can like just immediately turn it off because they're mostly just crying because they didn't get their way like if their parent tells them no and you're like oh here's a sticker they immediately just stop like it's done <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 so that's funny that's such very genuinely funny yeah yeah there were a few good moments like that but ultimately like the level of like unoriginality and like just like lack of direction for the show kind of turned me off. Mm-hmm. I think too, it's because so many of those shows within the past few years um, have just like permeated the scene and they just keep coming out and coming out and coming out. And eventually, they can only do so many things that are unique. 
Well, of course, it's like isekai animes is effectively the the modern mecha or the modern magical girl anime. Yeah, where they but have you know, I enjoy watching giant robots and I enjoy watching <laughs> you know magical girls kick ass. Well, you haven't watched like... bad shows like in the same genre. Well, yes, but it's like, at the end of the day, I don't enjoy watching a whiny boy being like, oh no, like, all these girls love me. Like, I don't, I don't care about that. Like, well, see, you can't put um, yourself in those shoes. No, I don't want to. I know I all the girls already love me. I don't need you. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, but kind of just a side tangent i started watching um that new one that came out this season um ascension of the bookworm or ascending or ascendance of the bookworm or something like that that. looks cute yeah and i was really impressed by the first episode like the the art's a little mm, at times but like Mm. looking past that like i am very genuinely enjoying that it's really funny um bless this poor little girl like i hope things get better for her and um just hearing people online talk about like how much they enjoyed the novel and how well like fleshed out that novel was and i'm hoping that's going to come into the anime um and carry out the same way so it's not that i like just as long as they do justice to the to the manga effectively right yes right so it's not that i'm like opposed to this genre at all like i can feel people like coming to kill me now it's just like (laughs) it's just so repetitive and boring so it takes something truly different or truly unique to like make it better yeah i definitely remember hitting like a wall with isekais for a long long time to the point where i was just like i need any kind of normal fantasy anime that's not about a dude who randomly gets dropped into another world yeah and then i found grand blue fantasy and then it was great if you want a straight up fantasy that's really simple that one's fine but yeah so mom anime not recommended no not at all not really (laughs) i mean unless you're bill unless you're bill (laughs) let's just say how about i'll say it because you know i'm i'm the hot taker this show caters (laughs) to a certain demographic and it ain't us so (laughs) spare (laughs) how about that does it sound good uh yeah Let's go with okay, that. Okay, great. I'll keep my mouth shut. Next up, maybe with better results and a more positive no. overall vibe. <laughs> no, all right, never mind. Is Maidens go Tori? So, I spent the time that I got home up until like just about up until we were about to record catching up, <laughs> and I've just never been more infuriated by anything in my life. <laughs> Oh, no. That's really not true. Let me start it off. I ain't no high school girl, but Mario Kata (laughs) made me feel like one. (laughs) I'm sorry. 
I was a high school girl in spirit once, and I have to say that while most of these things in the show happened, a lot of them didn't, so I was very confused most of the time. Oh, no. Maybe you just didn't go to a Japanese school. That, that's probably it, yeah. I think um, the only thing that even came close... So, I let me just get this out before I, like, go and actually talk about the show, but, like... Um, Okay, let me preface. Um, so my problem that I got into later on, especially with the subplots of like the girl forcing herself onto her teacher, and um, I'm so sorry that I'm spoiling like most of this for you, Sarah. Um, it's okay. Is this, and then, are, are you talking about Hongo? Yes, and then that was so creepy. That and I then did Nina not like that. being groomed by her like ballet teacher, her like theater teacher, or whatever. Ooh. So that's where it started to get a little, like, I'm using this loosely, like, fantastical for me, because it seemed in the beginning that it was very rooted in, like, this main high school girl who I really need to talk about how, like, like, relatable that the main girl was. Her and Sonazaki were, like, my two favorite characters, because every time they did something, I was just like, oh my god, me, I've been there, I feel that. I'm crying for you. I feel so bad for you. Like, I just want to grab you and be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Frick Nina. I hate. I Ooh, Nina. Oh, my God. Um, You want to slap that girl, don't you? I I really do. Like, I feel bad for her because of what happened to her. But at the same time, I'm just like, you're an evil bitch. But more, I hate because of what she almost did to her friendship. She almost ruined friendships over a boy. I know. Bros before hoes. (laughs) Um, Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> so the those two plot points to get back felt a little too fantastical because like while the average high school girl um is going to have those awkward feelings of like romance and like sexuality and like things especially towards people that they're interested in and like these are feelings that they're not quite understanding and like growing into the amount of people who like force themselves upon their teacher or vice versa or like are groomed by their like theatrics teacher while i know that these things happen because i have known people that have been in these situations like the experience of that for somebody is much more slim so it felt kind of like out of the left field sort of like does that make sense edwin it's something you couldn't normally connect with no um whereas like at times the other stuff that the characters were going through um, I was just like, oh yeah, like I understand. I've been through that. I've known somebody who's been through that. I've felt that way. Um, and I read a criticism of the show the other day that was just like, parts of the show are really good, but the parts don't make the whole good. Um, and I have to really agree with that. And I feel like people are gonna like disagree with me on this, but. There are really good and great and fantastic character moments in the show. Like, um, one of the girls, uh, the main girl, I feel so bad, I can't remember her name. She's Kazusa. just like, yes, thank you. She's just like, I'm so ugly. Like, why would this person like me when look at all these other, like, way better and more beautiful people that this person could be with? And I'm like, okay, that's a feeling that I've had. And, like, I will make myself vulnerable enough to say that. But, like, um, overall, like, those character moments, I just feel like didn't completely 
knock it out of the park together. Also, the guy that she was into is so stupid. How do you, like, look at the girl you're dating and be like, I love you, but I'm sexually attracted to this girl instead? Like, I would have killed him. I would have just murdered him. He's (laughs) honest, but there's just times he can't be honest like that. Yeah, it was... It was a case of, like, doing what he thought was right, but it turned out wrong, and that happens. Like, that is a part of being a person and growing up. Like, you think it's right to say this thing, but it just makes things worse. And, like, you know, I felt physically ill during that scene. Like, I felt so bad for her, and she she was really upset, too, but, like, she understood what he meant, and, like, good for her, like... Good for her for being I sure when you're like that I don't. <laughs> Do what, Sarah? Huh, I was like, you're just over here like, good for you, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's rough. Like it really is like in your savage season for a reason. <laughs> My main criticism is like as you're experiencing all these girls struggle with their budding sexuality, um, I didn't think they did Momo justice. Oh, no, that's another thing that made me really upset because they just made her, like, crazy. They just made her come across as crazy. And um, she was like, I was so hoping that this show was going to go into, like, like, LGBT sort of stuff because that is a big thing for, you know, that's, I feel like it's when a lot of kids, you know, realize that they're starting to have these feelings is in high school. And... They just did her so dirty. They made her come across as, like, this crazy woman who, like, just... I don't know, Edwin. Go ahead. <laughs> um, okay. It, it pissed so me off. The way, the way I saw it was um, she didn't know what to do with her feelings, and mm-hmm. she she was just afraid of being rejected, and yeah. she didn't want to accept that over anything. But I will say they kind of remedied it towards the end, at the very end of the series, where they mm-hmm. showed her with Nina... And they did keep it a bit um, vague and ambiguous. Exactly. Um, And I tried to... So, like, with a lot of Mario Kata stuff, like, a lot of her stuff is just very, like, metaphorical. Like, at the surface level, it is gross, sort of, at times. Like, the whole thing with the girl and her teacher, which, by the way, the teacher could have, like, rejected it at any time. And he did, but not enough. Um, But if you kind of, like look at that in the sense of girls that age I find feel like they have to like over sexualize themselves to be like worth anything and I guess if you kind of read that relationship as like in that way like yeah that could be a metaphor for that I suppose um but I don't know, I'm kind of just lost at Nina's whole thing. Like, I, I just want to take that at face value and be like, yeah, like, here's, that's a Here's creep. the thing like, with Nina. Nina mm-hmm. has always been praised throughout her entire life. So when yeah. she eventually wasn't getting things the way she wanted to, she was definitely mm-hmm. acting a bit irrational and yes. not of her own character. Yes, okay, I can see that. And, um, you know, there were, there were a couple of things that stuck out to me that I think they could have gone further into. So, for instance, when Nina forced herself on um, her friend's boyfriend on the train, which I... Th- that was a clever bitch move for her to do that because she knew that that boy was into that kind of stuff. And I was like, ooh, ooh, you're smart. <laughs> um, hoping that she was going to, like, get him to react. And... 
he may have physically like I don't know like she kind of made that quip to him but I mean who knows um so like she forced herself upon him and then this whole girl like the whole arc of the girl forcing herself upon her teacher like that's basically like sexual assault onto a man um and that's just not something that gets talked about very often so I think that kind of was an untapped story thing they could have gone into but I definitely understand that they were trying to focus on the girls because that was the most of of most importance and you know we don't see stories about things like this handled as well as this was um I have my gripes with it I definitely think that you know there are things that could have been handled better but um speaking about um I know it's a smaller segment that you mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. but something I did enjoy about the show was its use of metaphors yes um do you recall the ending scene where with the train which one uh where she said it fit oh yeah <laughs> that wasn't like the first <laughs> or second episode yeah, god that exactly. killed me that was it, so funny but it was also at the very end of the series and basically you could interpret that in several ways you know mm-hmm. as in like she got her like youthful self like under control you obviously the more literal one where she actually got with uh, Izumi. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing was the use of color in the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, like, um, uh, what's her name? Nina? Uh, Nina, she, yeah. Yeah, you know how she's, like, very white, pale skin? Well, you, yeah. can, take, yeah, you can take that as she's a pure. Yeah, than... the pure virginal type. Exactly. And mm-hmm. then... Um, I believe uh, towards the end of the series they do the color tag, mm-hmm. and um, what's her name? The main character again? I blanked out. I told you earlier. You did. I'm so bad at character names. I can never uh, remember. Kazusa. Eyebrow girl. Yes, <laughs> Kazusa and Izumi. They chose blue, mm-hmm. and you could see it as you know, like the blues of from growing up and whatnot. Yeah, which is something that they talk about, that they're in their blues of youth or something. And I'm like, oh, that's deep. Sure. (laughs) I don't know. I like noticing little things like that. Yeah, no, color is definitely, like, a very valid way to play with, like, metaphor and emotion. So, like, that's good that that stands out because I'm sure that whenever they were, you know, coloring these scenes or, like, taking into account those things, that this was something that they thought about. So, um... I did, too, like, the... I didn't think I was going to talk about this so much because it just made me feel some type of way, but, like, the um, part with Nina where she punches that guy in the face. God, that felt so good. (laughs) Are you talking about the part with the creeper where they go and eat? Yes. And because, you know, I... I understand her train of thought where she, like, leading up to that where she was just like, I hate myself so much and... If I do this adult act that has been touted throughout my entire life as this, like, metamorphosis, it's going to make me a new person, a better person, and I'm just like, no, like, that's that's not the case. Like, don't give somebody that power over you because you can, like, change yourself. It doesn't have to be, you know, intimacy with another person. Um, but when she just, like, oh my god, that felt so good. I felt that punch. I was so proud of her, and I was just like, I hate you, but I love you. You're great. 
Yeah, uh, ultimately, I will say the show did feel a bit rushed. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we mentioned earlier, characters like Momo weren't fully developed. But, I however, I w- did feel satisfied with uh, Kazusa and Sonozaki's uh, ending. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's definitely not Okada's finest work, Mm-mm. but uh, it does follow a lot of the characteristics of her show. I was expecting maybe a slightly more depressing ending, but... I'm kind of glad that it didn't, and felt like everything worked out. Yeah, for the most part. Um, to side tangent, it was uh, as I was catching up, I was like messaging Austin my like commentary real time, and I said, "You know what would be so funny if this took a school day's turn?" And he goes, oh, "No, that that's not this kind of show." And I said, <laughs> "No, no, 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 no. Take the plot point. I know you like this girl, and you're nervous to be." close with her so why don't you practice on me what you want to do with her and then lo and behold two minutes later that's exactly what happened oh my god (laughs) and i was just like howling i was like no 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 (laughs) no how dare you i know i was so you want to wish those on these great characters i mean i don't need anybody to get decapitated i just knew (laughs) i just just need to get scuffed up a little right Yes, right. I just knew that, you know, they were going to do the whole, you know, I like you, but I know you like her, so let's do what you want to do with her, and then you'll be experienced. I I just knew that was going to happen, and lo and behold, Okada-san delivered. (laughs) So, okay, so so overall, mm -hmm. would you say that, like, visually, or even just in terms of metaphorically making you think in certain ways is it like worth watching and worth giving a shot or do you feel like it's maybe something most people should shelve um i think everybody should watch this once um i think especially for i'd say give it a three episode rule see if you like Mm -hmm. it like with a lot of okada shows it definitely the bulk of the show is towards the middle where i think it shines it's just always the endings where I feel like uh, shows like this and Kiss Niver just didn't have enough episodes to fully uh, be what what she envisioned. Yeah, I didn't even finish Kiss Niver because I just kept getting so like annoyed by it. Um, the only thing that I like, <laughs> I I think some of her best stuff is like Anohana. Machia. <laughs> <laughs> I loved mm-hmm. Machia. I will defend Machia until I die. And then... Um, I'm still a big fan of Anohana, Anonatsu. Those are still yes, great Yes, Anohana. Shows. She did Gosik. She wrote the... Uh, comp- like She did the composition for Gosik. And nobody's ever seen that show, but I really like it. People I should watch Gosik. it. Didn't she do okay, The good. Lost Village? <laughs> what? Didn't she do The Lost Village? I don't know. Um... But uh, now that I've collected my thought, I would say I think this is one that everybody should watch at least once. Um, and just due to a lot of the subject material, this is not something that I normally would recommend because it is honestly it's hard as an adult watching people much younger than you talk about these things. It can be kind of uncomfortable at times because you feel like you're just in a conversation that legally you should not be in (laughs) Mm. um but when you remember that you were there and like 
you just kind of wish you could go through the screen and be like, it's going to be okay. Like, it's normal to have those feelings. Like, as a young woman, like, it's normal to feel that way. Like, it's it's okay. Like, you're not weird and you're not dirty and you're not gross. Um, but I just would say don't expect the whole to be as good as some of the parts. Like, it's worth watching for the good bits. When it's good, it's real good. Yes, Sonazaki and her boyfriend alone are, like, the best part of that for me. They're so wholesome. They're cool. They're cute. I know. (laughs) Just remember, you're talking to number one Sonazaki fan. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. true. Yep. (laughs) It's right there. (laughs) We can see it. No one else can see it, but Edwin's Discord handle is number one Sonazaki fan, and he has uh, her picture as his icon, so... (sighs) I gotta um, find a new seasonal girl now. Oh. <laughs> hey man, new season's just getting started, so that's true. Plenty of time to find one. Um, yeah. Any okay? Any other final thoughts on it? Um, ultimately, overall, give it a shot. Seems to be the consensus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's only twelve episodes, I can definitely recommend it. Yeah, you're not really wasting your time with it. I don't think. You can knock it out in an afternoon. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'll go watch it. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd like it. Right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Bye, guys. Gotta go. You can finish this podcast without me, right? Yeah, yeah. We're good. We got it. Uh, thank you for watching Third Impact Anime. Oh, wait. <laughs> this, this is a podcast. For watching Third Impact Anime. Yeah, this letter, Sarah, this we podcast need you back. is brought to you by the letter T e. for trains. No, it's E. <laughs> e. What are you guys looking forward to in the upcoming seasons? Because the only thing I'm excited about is Doro Hidoro. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> Same. I'm a little bit afraid, but then also excited. <laughs> yes. I'm, it's just like nervous, but afraid. <laughs> or wait, 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 wait. Excited, but afraid. That's what yeah. <laughs> God, nervous, I'm but afraid. Nervous. No good positives. <laughs> just nervous and afraid. Uh, I want those big, beefy women. Right? Okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Give me That's the beefy women and the lizard men. Thanks. Go to bed. I know. Okay, all right, podcast. And if they over. don't, if they don't draw them big, beefy, and muscly, they're cowards. They're it seems such like they cowards. will. It I think like they will. Yeah, um, I paid yes. good money. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, yes, guys, go ahead. What are you looking forward to? Oh gosh. Um, I think definitely My Hero Academia has already started up and I haven't grabbed those first couple of episodes yet, but I will. Um, mm-hmm. It's really just a whole lot of sequels, I feel like. There's oh yeah. There's like a second season for Grand Blue Fantasy that I was just mentioned before. Um, I don't know what else really. I gotta go check my stuff. So, I'm currently watching that board game show, Hokago Psychoro Club. It's definitely mm-hmm. great. I'm also watching uh, My Hero Macadamia. Mm-hmm. Um, first two episodes have been pretty decent, like nice. the rest of the sh- series. Um, 
And the only other show that is left over from the previous season is um, My Baseball Boys. I'm still watching them. <laughs> What's Chris up to, Edwin? Uh, he's retired. You're so behind. I, I am. Forgot I've he... only watched like the first 15 episodes. <laughs> Oh, oh Diane No Ace? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Who's <laughs> Chris? Uh, <laughs> our good boy Chris. <laughs> it was like from four seasons ago. That's valid. Know. Just a memory. <laughs> a distant memory <laughs> of our baseball points. Other than that, I just need to take a look to see what's available this season and give it the three episode rule and see what I can find that's decent. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, other thing is there's another mobile game coming out. <laughs> oh, no. And this one's Theater Boys, so it's oh, boy. my life. Cool. Um, yeah. It's called A3. It's literally just A3, exclamation point. Um, go follow them on Twitter so they can give us lots of free currency whenever the game actually comes out. Thanks. <laughs> my um, favorite. Yeah, and it's basically nice just where you're on a search for your father and you end up finding this company he used to work for and it's a theater company and then you get oh dragged my. into working for him. So it's We've got a mystery to it. <laughs> we <Right>? experience. <laughs> Hashtag relatable. Um, but yeah, I think that's it in terms of what we're looking forward to um, outside of Halloween in general. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go trick-or-treating at AWA. <laughs> uh, I'm so hoping that the people in the um, con hotel will be like trick or treating and like like they will have their hotel hotel room set up for people to knock on their door and get candy, which sounds like a wonderful but also horrible idea at the same time. <laughs> it could so. go really well. It could go not really well. <laughs> <laughs> also, speaking of Awa, <laughs> we're gonna be there. Yes, most people are going to be at Anime Week in Atlanta, except yes. for me. <laughs> except for you, which is so funny because you were the w- one supposed to give the announcement. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's your punishment for not going. <laughs> I have to tell other people about it. Yes, um, so we'll be at AWA, and you can find all the list of all of our panels, which I thought we were going to be doing more, but I have a lot of thoughts about that on our AWA episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they will be on our website, thirdimpactanime.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can get you can get Austin's autograph. <laughs> yeah, if you, you ask sign really your con nicely. badge, come on. <laughs> yeah, you just have to ask nicely and give him ten dollars, preferably through Coffee or Patreon, so that everybody else at Third Impact Anime can also have that ten dollars. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So that's that's that. Bada bing. Um, you can check us out at thirdimpactanime.com. We are also on Facebook. We're on Twitter at ti underscore anime. Also on Instagram, I believe. Um, yes, yep. we are on Instagram. <laughs> yep. So check those out for more Anime Week in Atlanta news and other fun, fantastic things that may be happening. Once again, I'm Sarah Steele. You can find me personally at Unique X Harmony. If you want to yell about Idol Games, hit me up. Uh, yeah, if you want to follow me, um, I have a project coming out in a few days. I'll be talking about horror games with my two other co-hosts on uh, Midshelf Gaming on YouTube. You can also follow us at Midshelf Gaming on Twitter. 
Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Wearswaifu. I'm usually screaming into the void while no one listens. Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye guys. Goodbye. Later. Bye.